Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is August 1st, and our reading comes from Romans chapter 15. Beginning in verse 1, Paul says this, We who are strong, that is strong in our faith, mature in our faith, must be considerate of those who are sensitive or who are immature, who are young, new in their faith. We must not just please ourselves. We should help others do what is right and build them up in the Lord, in their faith. For Christ didn't live to please himself. Now, when I think about these opening verses, I'm just reminded of so many times in church culture, I've seen the believers who have been in church the longest, who are perceived to be the most spiritually mature, the ones who have been sitting under the Word of God and been in a church setting, been in a small group or whatever for years and years and years, and yet they're demanding their way rather than Uh, being sensitive to the needs of those who are much less matured. In this passage, Paul's saying it ought to be the other way around. One of the things that we've said here at Definition Church, and this is a little challenging for some of us, but here's what Paul's saying. Those of us that are more mature in our faith, we need to kind of give up our list of demands and to understand the church is designed to help those who are young and immature learn to walk with God. Our goal is to build them up in their faith, which means sometimes we have to do what is best for them, even if it's not what we would prefer. Man, that's a mature way. In fact, he says, even Jesus did this. Jesus didn't come and expect us to serve him. Jesus came and served us in order to reconnect us with the Father, to help us grow in our faith, and we want to do the same thing. Then he says this, verse 5, May God, who gives this patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony with each other, as is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, accept each other, just as Christ has accepted you, so that God will be given glory. Again, he touches on the importance of unity in the church. And unity comes not from agreeing on every cultural issue. Unity comes from rallying around the person of Christ and the mission of the church. Unity comes from loving one another, right? Loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. And as the church is united, it transforms everything about the culture of the church, transforms our worship experience, and really produces growth in all of us. And I think it just frees the Holy Spirit really to anoint the work of God in that local congregation. Then Paul says this. He says, verse 13, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. And maybe you're listening today and and you feel hopeless. 
Boy, I love this prayer. I love the heart of Paul. He's saying, I'm praying that God, the source of hope, would fill you with joy and peace. That your joy and peace, of course, comes from our relationship with God, the promises of God, and knowing that everything that we're going through here, even our suffering, even our trials, even our our pain, it's all temporary. And that when this life is over, we will spend eternity in paradise. And we'll see. It was all worth it. So I'm praying, if you feel hopeless today, that the God of hope would fill you with joy and peace and that you would be overflowing with hope because of what Jesus has promised you. And then finally, in verse 20, let me highlight this last thing Paul says today. My ambition has always been to preach the good news where the name of Christ has never been heard, rather than where a church has already been started by someone else. Remember a couple of days ago, we talked about our passion as a church to take the gospel to the nation of Israel, to reach the Jews, that when the Jews turn to Christ, it'll be a blessing to the whole world. Well, here Paul says, I am passionate to take the gospel where it's never been taken before. This is another passion of ours as a church. This is why we've been involved in so many nations in the 1040 window, taking the gospels to nations, cities, villages, where the gospel has never been preached. We want to do that and continue to do it in the future so that we can usher in the second coming of Christ. Remember what Jesus said, when the gospel is preached to all the nations, then the end will come. What a great chapter of scripture today. Let me pray for us. Father, I pray that all of us would continue to grow and to mature in our faith. We're so grateful for Jesus, so grateful for all that you've done for us. And Lord, as we grow and mature, help us to give preference to those who are brand new to Jesus, brand new in their faith, just learning how to connect with you and to grow. Lord, we pray for unity in our church. Lord, your word says that where there is unity, there your commanded blessing is. God, that you anoint unity. And God, I pray that we'd be united by rallying around the person and the character of Jesus around the kingdom of God, and we wouldn't allow the world and culture to divide us. Help us to be careful about that. God, I pray today for everybody listening who feels hopeless. Maybe they're in a circumstance that's just been difficult, overwhelming, long-standing. God, I pray that your spirit would fill them with joy and peace. God, even if their circumstances never improve, you have promised that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, that we will spend eternity in paradise, a perfect place. And God, I pray that the promises that you've made us, all that you're preparing us for, God would fill us with joy and peace, that we'd have a confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So God, by your Spirit, pour out your joy and peace in our hearts. And then God, I pray that you would continue to give us a passion as a church to reaching our city and our nation and the nations, but in particular, to take the gospel where the gospel has never been preached. Lord, we pray for worldwide revival and a great end-time harvest and your quick return. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for being with me today. I hope this encouraged you. And remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.